0: To the Batman Universe Commentaries, brought to you by thebatmanuniverse.net. Join the staff of the Batman Universe as we watch another exciting incarnation of the Cape Crusader from his extensive media library. Hello and welcome to the Batman Universe Commentaries where we are starting to bring you first of a series of commentaries on Batman in the DC Animated Universe. Well, I say Animated Universe, just animated versions of him in several different series. My name is Donovan, and today I'm joined with a newcomer to the Batman Universe. Please introduce yourself, Chris Johnson. Uh, hello, I'm Chris Johnson. Uh, you might remember me
1: in the comic book podcasting circles i did a podcast called the amazing spider cast for a couple of years back in 06 to 08
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, so chris is uh obviously unqualified for this podcast because this ain't no spider-man show yeah uh, i know nothing about batman at all <laughs> I kid. Actually, it's funny because, uh, not that you guys need to know, since you clicked on this commentary, but we are do- we, we are currently doing the first of a series of commentaries for the Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon, which Chris and I are both particularly um, rather gen- generous fans of. Uh, it's interesting because, from what I've heard in the in the normal cast, Dustin and some others were really so high on this series when it was out. But uh, Chris and I like it a lot, so uh, before we actually get started... Uh, recording the, uh, not recording commentary, but actually doing the commentary. Do you have any thoughts to give generally for the series overall? Chris, any thoughts that you liked or your general opinions of it? I have a, we could go on for hours about that, but uh, I'll just give a little bit.
1: Uh, I watched the show from the very beginning because uh, it came out, you know, I think on Newsorama was the first place where the news hit that was, there was going to be a new Batman cartoon after the Batman had ended. And I was looking forward to it from the beginning because uh, from the earliest promo art, it had a very Silver Age feel to it, which I appreciate because I love the Silver Age of comics. Uh, Mostly the Marvel Silver Age comics, but I do enjoy the just unlimited imagination of the Silver Age and just how goofy and wacky Silver Age DC could get. Uh, I especially love the 50s Batman comics. which is interesting uh, because a lot of people hate the 50s uh, era of Batman because that's where, towards the later part of the 50s, is where you get the aliens, uh, the more sci-fi adventures with Batman. And uh, I actually think that there's a lot to that era that a lot of people just dismiss because it isn't... uh, you know, really gritty and the brooding, you know, Batman, Dark Knight interpretation of the character, uh, which, as Batmite uh, says in Batman the Brave and the Bold, Batman is a character that's open to a number of interpretations, whether he's jovial or, you know, the brooding uh, Dark Knight that uh, a lot of people seem to be the preferred version of the character, and I love all sorts of interpretations of Batman. And I love Batman the Brave and the Bold, Uh, For one, because of all the Silver Age references and influence onto it, uh, but also because it is a lot of fun, and I love the DC Animated universe uh, of cartoons, which we've gotten, uh, we got for many years, but I love that we got a Batman cartoon that was focused on fun uh, and imagination first, uh, because the DCAU cartoons, by and large, took a very serious approach to superheroes, and... They took time to have humor and some episodes where they just went full on, uh, having fun with it. But the overall tone was serious, where with Batman the Brave and the Bold, the overall tone is very fun. But that doesn't mean that they don't have their serious moments and serious episodes uh, along the way. And I love that Batman is, well; he does make puns uh, a lot of the time, Uh, he is very much played as a straight man, which a lot of people think that he's just very campy. In the show, but Batman is very much uh, the straight man to uh, the more larger-than-life uh, superheroes that he teams up with, uh, and that being another uh, thing about I love about the series is the various team-ups uh, that Batman has throughout it, and the variety of DC Universe characters that you find in the show. A lot of them uh, obscure uh,
0: and ones we haven't seen before in animation. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny. I, when the fir- the show first came out, I believe was it two thousand and eight?
1: Yeah, I think two thousand eight was when it premiered. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, w- I was. I was just. I was. That was my first year of college. Um, so I wasn't really like you know. Mine able too. To... <laughs> hey. <laughs> <That's> spoilers. <laughs> um, I was actually like you know, it wasn't that wasn't a show actually. It was uh, it was one of the first dcau shows although it's not the same continuity that i was going to sit down and watch i was i remember i was very hesitant about it not not specifically because it was a lighter approach to batman in fact i wasn't really aware of the exact type of show it was going to be just in general i was a bit like oh another batman cartoon i don't i don't want to be over inundated with uh batman cartoons i saw there was going to be a team-up show with using the brave and bold tagline from the original um comic book uh run from like the bronze age i believe the silver age and bronze age where batman would team up with different characters yep like green arrow and aquaman so that kind of like just turned me off just because i felt like it was just kind of i i got the the sense the very wrong sense that just based off of nothing that it was just a, a batman show just to be a batman show and um so i missed out on the first few episodes i caught i caught some episodes at school you know just at in my dorm room on television like the uh Sherlock holmes episode where he wears the gotham by Gaslight costume. costumes like oh that's a really cool reference mm-hmm. yeah. and uh slowly i got to realize that this show is completely unlike anything that's ever come from it before not only is it just fun i mean you can use the word campy but it's, it's fun and a lot more lighthearted and a lot more you know just fancy free with how it's doing a storytelling but this is probably the most I don't know if I want to say faithful but like the most referential Batman cartoon there ever there's ever going to be there are so many references to the comics in which I never saw I never thought there would ever be like one of my favorites is the whole um reference to the cover of like the bulk, the rainbow colored Batman that yes <laughs> that was the one by that time, when I saw that, I loved the show. But like that was the one where I was in love with the show. I was like, I can't believe there's a show like this on television. And I, and I just started loving every episode. Um, but because of like the way I came into it, I've seen... The least amount of episodes I've seen were from the first season. I have saw like the back half of the first season mostly than the first or second or third or fourth or fifth episode. So the episode kind of transitioned to uh, the commentary. The episode we're going to talk about today, Evil Under the Sea... I've actually not, not seen yet, so this will actually be my, my first cold viewing of it. Uh, I assume it stars Aquaman, since it has something to do with the sea. Yeah. Uh, this was the third episode that aired. Uh,
1: and it was this. Was, the reason I picked this episode to start off with, uh, one, because the Brave and the Bold version of Aquaman is one of the greatest interpretations of a comic book character in history.
0: Oh, yes. Uh,
1: ad- anybody who is a fan of Brave and the Bold brings up Aquaman because... They just absolutely, they just totally just made him such a great, because for so long Aquaman has, you know, been joked about as like this joke character. And he's mm-hmm. gotten the short end of the stick from fandom for so long. But this Aquaman, like everybody who's seen the show has realized the potential of Aquaman uh, from this interpretation. And the reason I picked this uh, episode is because this was the episode where Brave and the Bold clicked for me. Uh, because the first episode, I thought, you know what, that was alright, but I'm not, I'm not totally into it yet. Uh, the second episode had Plastic Man, and that was a little bit better. I was kind of more getting into it. And then this Aquaman episode completely sold me on the show, and I was hooked on it uh, with this episode. So I thought it would be a good one uh, to start out with.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, without further ado, we are going to get into the commentary. Uh, I'm going to count down... From three, two, 1, and press play. Hope you guys are synced up to zero zero. Okay, so usually we say on these commentaries, grab your popcorn, grab your twizzlers, grab your gummy bears, or whatever. But this is a television show, so <laughs> whatever your comfort, whatever your comfort comfort food is for TV, your popcorn or your chicken breasts or whatever, whatever you like to do, we watch TV.
1: Your hammers of justice.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, we're gonna really be saying that a lot during these episodes, these next few commentaries. So, um, just sit down on the couch with us and get ready to watch "Evil Under the Sea" from season one of Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Get ready to press play in three, two, one, play. So, for my first initial impressions. Having never seen this episode again, I see Felix Faust. Yep. I have seen him later on when uh, they do the, the faux Batwoman episode, which is kind of cool. Yeah, something I like about the show is that
1: they have villain characters. Uh, but, well, one thing we should say about Bram the Bold for those who might not have seen it or seen a lot of it is a cool thing is that they have like a one-minute teaser. Yes. Uh, which features and the end of an adventure between Batman and a superhero and them teaming up and defeating the villain. And then you get the main story, uh, which is another cool thing about the series that allows them to, you know, just have fun, uh, little endings to fights at the beginning and bring in more heroes and villains, uh, than they already do in the main story.
0: Yeah. I saw some interviews with, uh, the main producer, James Tucker, who, uh, he'd been quoted saying that's a good way to introduce some DC characters without, you know, having their, uh, you know, introducing them in a way where they might not have a lot of screen time during the episode. Right. Has to, Batman has to take take precedence at, at a certain point.
1: And also gives them an opportunity to
0: uh,
1: bring in obscure heroes as well. Because uh, I know uh, in one episode, I think one of the teasers is Batman and I think it was Black Orchid versus Poison Ivy. Oh, yes. For one of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there are some characters that like I had never even heard about, and I and I consider myself a pretty nerdy loser. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, it was I, I think it was the Creature Commandos. I was like, wow, that's 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 even beyond my powers of recognition. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. Oh, we, we we're seeing Adam right now. We should say that this is the um, what's his name? Ryan Choi. Ryan Choi, Adam. Yeah, who was. He was the Adam after F- Infinite Crisis or Final Crisis.
1: Uh, was it after? I think it was after fifty-two.
0: Okay, it yeah. It? yeah, I think so. Because they they replaced Firestorm, Blue Beetle, and uh, Adam, the classic characters, with other hero identities, and he was pretty popular until they until they unceremoniously the and brutally killed him
1: Yeah, I know. Oh, and that that's something else cool about the show is that they did use that characters because uh, the first episode had Jaime Reyes, uh, the right. Blue Beetle. And this one, we have Ryan Choi being introduced, and he actually comes back in another Aquaman episode in the main story. Uh, He doesn't get any lines in here, but he comes back in that one, and he's great. Um, And they also bring out back the Silver Age uh, heroes as well over the course of the series, but it's nice that they give the newer uh, characters in those uh, superhero legacies uh, a chance to shine.
0: Yeah, this show is very inclusive. I mean, they didn't do... They didn't do very far into the modern stuff. Like, we don't see any of the... We don't see too much any of the, any of the other Robins past Dick Grayson. But, like, in terms of the other heroes, I know they have a lot of the... They do show Dead Chord. They do show... Um, I believe their Firestorm is an amal- amalgamation of both the original uh, Ronnie Raymond and um, Jason... Oh, here we go. I don't, don't want to step on this, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Aquaman
1: coming in. And uh, some just a couple of things we missed. Uh, this episode was, was written by Joseph Kerr, which I have to imagine is a pseudonym, unless somebody's mother was reading Batman comics. Oh, yeah. While they were pregnant with him, but it has to be a pseudonym, and I, I, I found it very amusing that that's his uh, pen name.
0: Yeah, I've recognized his name before, not only because, you know, that's a, that's a regular Joker pseudonym, but in animation, I th- specifically DC animation, so...
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so, something worth pointing out is that uh, the Aquaman in this uh, episode is portrayed a lot smarter than he is in the other episodes, because in the other ones they kind of have him be the super strong guy who's full of heart but doesn't have a full deck Upstairs, but he's played a lot more intelligently in this episode. Uh, But it's not like a complete dumbing down. Uh, (laughs) Fluke, his dolphin (laughs) psychic—one of my favorite um, bits in this episode—is Batman there, deadpanning Fluke, the most annoying dolphin in the ocean. You know, that's from the the comics—the psychic dolphin. Uh, no, I don't. Think so. I know that he and uh, Aqualad had the seahorses in the '60s cartoon. Oh,
0: right. uh,
1: I don't. I think Fluke is a uh, Raven the Bold creation. Okay. Um, and something else worth noting is uh, that Batman has a lot of internal narration in the show uh, yes. while he's narrating the events that are happening. And at first, that kind of bugged me, but as the series went on, that became like a really that became like a trademark of the show. Uh, that I think grows on you.
0: Now I heard uh, from other sources on the on Batman universes. I i seen a lot of the first season that that uh, they eventually dropped that. As I don't remember hearing it a lot. The only remember the only episode I remember hearing it was in the Chill of the Night, which I thought was very appropriate. Yeah, it does. It's
1: more heavily in the first season than the second and third seasons. Uh, but it does kind of fit the approach to Batman that they have in here.
0: I like it. I like the internal monologue uh, mon- because it does feel reminiscent of of, uh bronze age comics yeah
1: it does let you get in batman's head too
0: yeah exactly i love that his cape is like a turbojet kind of thing which makes no sense (laughs) it's very much like a lot of batman's tech in this in this show is like very much toy i don't say toy inspired but like very toy friendly
1: true it is um especially uh when we get to another episode we're doing a commentary on uh, but it also kind of fits uh, just that kind of Silver Age vibe they're going for where they have a show off a new Batman gadget and right. stories like uh, the Whirly Bats and the Flying Batcave, which I don't think they, I can't remember if they use the Flying Batcave or not, but that's one of my favorite 50s
0: oh my God. Uh, things. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a very educational series of commentary, the Flying Batcave. Yeah. That's new to
1: me. Like two stories, I think they use that. Oh, and here's Black Mana, played by Kevin Michael Richardson, one of my favorite voice actors.
0: Oh, yes.
1: And Black Mana sounds so badass in the show.
0: Yeah, he, he's, he's been done really a lot of justice lately in the DC animated series. I mean, they did, they couldn't use him strictly by name in Justice League Unlimited, but uh, since then, this cartoon and then Young Justice, he's been given a lot of good play.
1: Mm-hmm, definitely.
0: We also have uh, Aquaman's brother, Orm, which... I mean, I'm not the biggest Aquaman reader, and I'm not sure if you are either, but to me, because of the animated series, I have an idea of where, this, where his character's going. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, if you're listening to this, I think you do too, listener.
1: <laughs> oh, and it's worth noting that uh, when they use Aquaman's uh, telepathy effect, they use the same sound effect that they use during the Super Friends.
0: The Super Friends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, and here, here is... Uh, Aquaman regaling Batman with the titles of the various stories of his adventures
0: when I first heard that I was like okay this this is just spectacular (laughs) because they actually do sound like you know Silver Age like you know the mystery of the stolen stuff (laughs) come on like (laughs) you you gotta love this guy oh that's good stuff and I don't, I mean, this is pretty much, I'm not going to say this is against Aquaman's character, but this is a new take in that, like, he's so relishing being a superhero. It's not just King of the Seas, it's just, like, uh, him, you know, just having fun, like, oh, this is the mission. Like, my favorite deck is, like, uh, a, a much later episode where Batman's indisposed. He writes a book, The Time That Batman Almost Died. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> <It> publishes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's the thing about
1: this Aquaman is he loves being a superhero. All uh right. And he loves adventure, and he's like, you know, wherever there's Batman, there's advent- adventure follows. And so he's like, Lee, and he even, he even says uh, Old Chum. Uh, I can't remember if it was earlier or later on, which is a nice nod to uh, the 60s.
0: What do you think, Chris, about the uh, design of the this show, this show, since it's the first uh, major commentary TV is doing for Braving the Bull? I mean, a lot of this is obviously... Like silver and is inspired, and like how the men and women are drawn. But like, like Batman. What do you think about how Batman looks in this? Oh, I love Batman. Uh, He's very. He has
1: a very. It's not complete, but there is a Dick Sprang influence to him, uh, who is one of my favorite Batman artists uh, and a great Batman artist.
0: Classic Batman artist.
1: Absolutely, Um, one of the definitive Batman artists. uh, No question. Uh, And I love. I love the animation in the series uh, as a whole. Uh, I like. Uh, what they do with Aquaman, how they have him more bulky uh, than sleek and streamlined, as he's often portrayed. I think that kind of uh, goes towards his characterization as, you know, this, uh, you know, uh, just the super strong, tough guy, uh, you know, muscle-bound hero that he is uh, with heart. I think that just perfectly captures the characterization of him. Uh, And I I think I love... uh, How they also kind of do the Silver Age nods because the Green Arrow in the show is the uh, Silver Age Green Arrow before uh, Neil Adams redesigned him with the beard and everything. Right, he's like the the initial Green Arrow. Right. So I like I like how they kind of they switch it up. Some some of the heroes they go with their Silver Age looks uh, for uh, just that spirit of the show, and then at other times they give them a bit of a redesign, which I still think fits really well with what they're doing with the show.
0: Yeah, this show, um this show, I love how the men are, because the men are big and, like, I don't want to say bulky, but they're big and powerful and rounded out, just like, a, just like a typical hero. But um I like, this This was a time where Batman's classic look of the blue and gray was really out of date, in that, like, in the comics, he was, like, dark blue and gray, and now he's, like, you know, black and gray. And he has, like, the, the capsule belt here and the yellow oval. Like, this is, this is sort of the Batman that I as a kid knew about and it really isn't portrayed that much anymore so this is this is a welcome design for me oh yeah um and and aquaman basically looks recognizable to aquaman although it's rare that i've seen him in this costume with the beard i've seen him in this costume with the beard in zero hour Mm -hmm. but um this is this is i'm not sure if this is a usual design for him but this this is also it uh it's unique for the show to me well yeah
1: with the beard he was usually in the 90s costume uh when he had the right, beard. The, the, the so he didn't have the classic costume. Uh, and a nice uh, bit that we kind of talked over is uh, when Aquaman says uh, that Black Manta is probably involved with this. They echo when he says Black Manta. Uh, <laughs> which is, it's
0: just really <laughs> is funny. His worst enemy ever. So I should mention that um, James Tucker... not sure how many people know about him but he actually started out as a storyboard artist on the original i believe it was superman like the superman anime series and um he actually worked his way up to director was doing a lot of that with uh superman and then the new batman adventures and batman uh beyond Mm -hmm. he (laughs) storyboarded yeah Yeah, i love that (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say uh james tucker did a lot of work on like the really classic episodes of the anime of DCAU, he did the Legends episode of Justice League, he did the Legend of the Dark Knight episode of Batman, so, he's, he, and he said on the commentaries, if you listen to those commentaries in the DVDs, how much he loves this era of comic book superheroes, so, this is just, this is like his destin, destiny, here. Yeah, this
1: whole show is a love letter to DC Comics. Uh, mostly the Silver Age, uh, period, but he, there epi- there's uh, tributes to pretty much everything. Uh, there's one episode uh, they did an episode in the, the third season which had a lot of shorts and one of them was Amazing Man uh, who was during the right. Bronze Age. Uh, they did an episode which was like a Brave and the Bold episode, uh, version of The Return of Bruce Wayne, the uh, miniseries Graham Morrison oh. did, uh, which was actually right. better than <laughs> The Return of Bruce Wayne, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um,
0: it's more comprehensible.
1: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> i also had a mixed bag of artists to work on that one too
0: yeah i think every art every art was done differently yeah this show i'm yeah i'm not sure how much it uh it was interesting because this show has recently ended i think i think it's only been off for about a year now that we've done this commentary yeah and um young justice which is also <laughs> ended very recently I thought it was a very a solid ref- like love letter to 90s characters and had a lot of 90s like Impulse and Lagoon Boy. So it's interesting to have these, these shows kind of come back-to-back on Cartoon Network. And if you're a big DC Comics fan, you know, you can't do much better. Hey! There that it was is. a quick change there, man. <laughs> you became Aquaman. Call me Ocean Man. Yeah, what so <laughs> 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 Do you have any uh, Do you have um any of the uh, previous DC anime shows on DVD? Uh, I just had, actually I just had
1: the first uh, season of Batman the animated series. Funnily enough,
0: okay. yeah yeah you gotta get yeah. to this. But, uh, <laughs> in the ep- they do a commentary for their Aquaman episode for Justice League, and I bring this up it's a different show, but uh they mentioned because Orm is the villain in that episode, they were they considered making him Ocean Master and putting giving him this costume, but they thought it would be too silly. Uh, I'm not gonna say this is show proves it's not silly, but it's interesting to see uh, a back-to-back. Uh, yeah, and it
1: does show the difference in approaches to the two shows, also.
0: Mhm. Yeah this this show has people become costume characters for for zero reason. <laughs> like, they have Calendar Man in Calendar Man's original costume. It's like wow, and Clock King in his original costume. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's it's glorious.
1: Yeah. Especially Calendar Man in the Batman episode. Which which of course we're yeah, gonna do a commentary on um, what I was thinking about. Because that episode is oh, uh, just incredible.
0: Like that. that's the episode that changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> and Batman's Batman punches out a shark. You yeah. gotta love this I mean if we're being honest it's ridiculous, but yeah. who cares? <laughs> And his boots are are flip I'm sure people don't like this show. They won't like this commentary. But Yeah.
1: Well, I hope some people might give the show another look through these commentaries too because I do think it, get, it gets kind of a bum rap. Like I said earlier, Hal, people think Batman's all campy when really a lot of... He's a lot of the straight man compared to the other characters, especially next to uh, the Aquaman, who's very much like Brian Blessed. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, he, I, when you were saying earlier that like, he was a straight man, like, he's very, I'm going to say he's very serious, but he's typically serious the majority of the time. I mean, he smiles and stuff, but, like, he's not, he's not really in it to make jokes. He's still in it to fight crime, but, like, it's just played at a yes. different tone. Which is what I like. Aw, <laughs> oh, <it'd> be nice talking <laughs> to
1: I wanted to do that that within five minutes of meeting him.
0: Damn, that's cool. That's pretty good. I like Flatman's design. Like, I mean, I know it's like the comic book design, but like, I like that flat head with the the Mm -hmm. things back. So that's pretty cool. I wonder how Iron fans. Uh, took to this uh, show because i mean they, they reinvigorate i'm gonna say they, i don't i don't want to be pretentious that they reinvigorated him because i'm not sure how uh he was in the comments at this time but uh they presented him in such a positive light yes. i'll be interested to see people didn't i know uh rob kelly
1: who runs the aquaman sh- shrine i'm pretty sure he was right pretty positive about him in the show i think he kind of uh pointed out the same like the thing with Aquaman the show is that he like a generation of kids have been exposed to Aquaman and the portrayal of him is so positive and so likable and just so great that like kids who watch the show aren't going to like you know think Aquaman's lame or you know just this joke of a character they're going to think he's cool.
0: Because even the character is a bit tongue-in-cheek himself where he says, you know, and now I present the yes. <laughs> adventure of this when this happens. So it's not just a straight-up, you know, I'm a good guy. It's like, you know, I'm a good guy with a really good sense of humor. It was, I should probably with, uh, probably bring up the fact that uh, we did an award show a couple years ago. And when we do award shows on TBU, we uh, rank, like, the current anime series in the best episodes and the worst episodes. And I wasn't on that one, which is why... I think the Aquaman episode where he has his family adventure got the worst. Episode. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that was amazing. I, uh, it's true. With with emo nineties, uh, uh, his son. His son, <laughs> right? With with like that the the blue costume, which is a relic of time.
1: Yeah, that, that was a ni- that's a, another uh, nice reference. Just having his son in the blue okay. costume, and come on, Aquaman is driving an RV. How can that not get the greatest <laughs> episode? Nod with that. Uh, He's in an RV!
0: <laughs> I know. Dust I was like, Dustin, you can't Oh speaking of costumes, one thing I really like this is this actually is in the in the episode this episode we're talking about now, but like I love the idea that Batman in this series has had every incarnation of his costume, which up to this up to like the bronze age. Like he starts out with the Bob King costume and then has the Adam West costume with like the eyebrows. <laughs> and like I, I love I love that aspect. This show again it's it's a lot more referential to the comics like they're not pretending that he's always looked like Right,
1: this. and even um yeah cause like they have the uh two parter with uh owl man and they like have owl man in yeah. the uh, costume from detective comics number 27 that he got from the batman of this universe
0: when he first runs out of the bank like he has that kind yeah. of pose it's really cool i was, actually, I was watching it last night um yeah, I forgot. he actually pulled a gun in, the, in that one part. There we go. That's like a yeah. classic Batman move. <laughs> Fist behind the face. I also like the music. It's very like it's it's very exciting. Oh yeah. And this, this this show I think has some really good action. Like it's it's fun and lighthearted, but they really don't pull punches when people like just like slug each other. Yeah, and
1: they also don't pull punches remember- with death either, because there are some significant deaths throughout the show.
0: Yeah, this this show, you know, they don't. I think one thing that people might assume is that like they, they uh, shy away from darker natures of you know what these characters do. But like, Batman is still you know haunted by his parents' death, and you know people characters die, and uh, there is some action. People say, I think they they say killing. Kill oh, you're animal, gonna like you know, this, Don. Need be so. Wow, <laughs> wow, that's. <laughs> Well, I don't know that was a reference to <laughs> Dragon Ball Z or yeah, something. It has to be. Oh, wow. That was awesome. Does he do that Oh, um, I can't remember. I know, I know he used to do water-, water balls. I think he did that in Super Friends, but like... I don't, yeah, I
1: don't know how there. many times he does the command Kamehameha pose, but uh, certainly did for that. Oh, that's
0: amazing. <laughs> that was fantastic. This is also clearly after the, uh, I remember, I don't know if you remember, but, like, when Justice League was on this, like, last couple of seasons, there was some sort of, quote-unquote, Aqua embargo where they couldn't use Aquaman or his characters anymore. Yeah, they they had a number Did of
1: embargoes on that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we just, was that the first time we said outrageous?
1: He said it once more before.
0: Okay. Which, I've seen, I've seen it online, I want to get that t-shirt where he says, say, yes. I, Aquaman is saying outrageous. That's just the, the funniest
1: <laughs> look on his face. Is so one of my favorite bits just there is uh, Aquaman talking to his brother and him saying, I just imagined punching you while I was defeating that machine. And he's just like, oh, that's nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he pops out the Bible. <laughs> his memoirs. I love that. I love that. I raise, that <laughs> he just gives him <laughs> the finger point. That was a lot of yeah. Fun. I was like, I don't need to hear this.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's got crimes to fight, and he's heard all of Aquaman's stories before. I'm I'm sure.
0: Yeah, Aquaman does that through the entire like sixty sixty five episode run <laughs> Okay, so that was that was Aquaman. That was Evil Under the Sea. Yeah, we at the
1: yeah. We right should now. we should say that John DiMaggio is uh, the voice of Aquaman in the show, and he does an yeah, amazing yeah, job.
0: He's a great voice actor. Uh, just you know, on in general, like he uh, he's famously Bender from Futurama. He he was the Joker in Under the Red Hood, which I thought he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. And so, he
1: plays a uh, Black Mask here too.
0: Black Mask. Oh. No! Okay, I want to miss that episode. Yeah, I've not seen every episode of the series, so there's plenty of uh, treats for the future. Um, okay, so uh, just anyth- anything general to say before we wrap up this commentary and uh, people can pop in another uh, download for the next.
1: Uh, I guess just what I want to say is that uh, that's an episode that I sort of recommend as a nice beginner episode because you know it's got some nice, it's got a cool villain, it's got some great action, some great humor, and it introduces. Uh, one of the best uh, portrayals of a superhero in the show, you know, outside of Batman. I think it's just a great introductory episode to the show uh, if you're thinking of giving it another try, uh, if you weren't so cool on it uh, when it first came out.
0: All right, and um, from what I saw, like, I I just really enjoyed on a basic... uh, Although, in fairness, I already enjoy this show, so I'm I'm a little... uh, uncertain as to how people who are coming to the show in the first time, but it depends on your mindset. If you are of the opinion that only Batman can be dark and only Aquaman can be stupid, then I think you might come in with baggage. But if you leave the baggage at the door, you can find this is a very fun show. I mean, this is a show that can appeal to older audiences on on what it's got anyway. like It's, it's fun enough where you can be a grown man and, and have fun. Yeah, and so. if you're
1: uh, a
0: really huge comic dork like we
1: are, uh, there's tons of references to pick up. And then, like for the adult audiences too, when they do do uh, serious episodes, they totally catch you by surprise that they would go there. Uh, and we'll probably hit some of those on the way too.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. That, that, I, I can think of at least one, if not two. That's definitely yeah. on the list. So, uh, yeah, we, we Chris and I, since we we're we're like huge fans of the show, and um, not a lot of people on TVU are, we're gonna we're planning on doing at least a half dozen more of these. Uh, who's who'll say when? I can't tell you that the next one um, that you're going to be listening to, or at least the next one that will be out by the time you're listening to this, is commentary for Night of the Huntress, which is also in Season 1. But until then, you can listen to the rest of what, the batman universe commentaries has to offer just go on the batmanuniverse.net find our commentaries for all the uh, movies including the Christopher Nolan movies the tim burton movies the schumacher movies and all the animated movies so uh see you in the next commentary and until then this is and Jonathan, this is
1: chris <laughs> <I'm and>
0: sorry <laughs> thank you very much i was gonna, <laughs> this is your first time i don't know if you didn't do know that either. and uh we'll see you guys next time adios